0: Good evening, Don't Unfriend Me Nation, episode 433 of the Don't Unfriend Me show slash Breaking Truth. My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me, and I am going to talk to you about something a little sensitive. It seems it's the day of tapes and release. The Paul Pelosi video uh, was released. How many of you ate crow? I told you. Wait till all the facts are out. And this next one is also the same. You're seeing a lot of the same reaction. There's threats of riots happening all over the city and all over the United States due to five African-American police officers beating an accused African-American who was unarmed. Now, I wasn't there. I don't know much of the story other than what I've read, and I am holding off making assumptions. What I'm going to do is take the past and tell you what we can expect in the future, and there are two sides to every story. Let's cover them tonight. I'll be right back after this message from Judge Janine. Hi Matthew. It's Judge Janine and I wanted to congratulate you on the Don't Unfriend me show at the Dumb show. Uh, I was thinking about that whole thing the other day when I thought it was right after Donald Trump was elected that everybody on the, on the left started unfriending anyone on the right. So I'm glad you're calling them out. I'm, you've got a great name for the show. And I hope that you're true to the values, conservative values, Republican values, and that you call those people out. I think it's great. And I know you've got 135,000 followers. I hope you get a lot more. And uh, just keep the faith. Keep fighting. I think we, we may get America back. But in the meantime, we've got a steep hill to climb. And you're one of the fighters, one of the patriots. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. I didn't expect all of that from Judge Ginny, but I'm going to play it because, well, it's kind of cool. (sighs) Once again, we're going to cover this topic, and I think it's important to try to gain perspective on both sides of what took place, what happened, and then once again, not to react, but to anticipate how people are going to react. Memphis braced for public outrage tonight after it released video of five police officers, which we are very close to about 13 minutes away, so when you watch this, it'll be posthumously from the event. Those police officers are now charged with murder, as I said earlier, in a traffic stop that authorities say resulted in the brutal beating and death of Tyree Nichols, a 29-year-old black man. Officials who have viewed the video said it is deeply disturbing, but few details have yet been made public about what it contains. I think we can gather from the comments. Nichols died in the hospital three days after the January 7th encounter with the five black police officers. Once again, no matter where I went, no matter how often I read, the color was always placed before the victim or the person accused of you know, not stopping during a traffic stop and these five officers. It's racial before it even gets started. They've been charged with second-degree murder, assault, kidnapping, official misconduct, and official oppression, and fired from their jobs. Justice has begun in the eyes of some people, but the ongoing crime has just begun in this story. Let me tell you a story that you have heard endless times before, but here is a little different perspective. It was a hot summer day in the city when the news broke that a young black man had been shot and killed by the police. The community was in shock and anger, and soon... Word spread that a protest was planned for that evening. As the sun set and the streets filled with people, the mood was tense. Some carried signs with slogans demanding justice, while others wore bandanas to conceal their identities. The police were also out in full force, lined up in their riot gear. At first, the protest was peaceful. People marched and chanted, calling for an end to police brutality and racial injustice, and the other side of the thin blue line hoped that nothing violent would pass. But as the night went on, a small group of individuals began to break away from the main group, their anger and frustration boiling over. They started to throw bottles and bricks at the police, and soon the others were involved. The peaceful protest devolved into chaos, as so many do. The police responded with tear gas and rubber bullets, trying to regain control of the situation, but the riots continued to spread with people looting and setting buildings on fire. The streets were filled with a sound of breaking glass and sirens as the community was torn apart by violence yet again. As the night went on, it became clear that the riots were doing more harm than good. Businesses that had been owned and operated by members of the community for generations were destroyed, leaving people without jobs or a source of income. Emergency services were overwhelmed, making it difficult for people who were injured or trapped to get the help they needed. And the relationship between the community and the police, already strained, was damaged even further. The next day, as the smoke cleared and the streets were cleaned up, the community was left to pick up the pieces, as they always were. People were left to grieve for the young man whose death had sparked the riots as well as for the community that had been destroyed in the chaos, yet nobody mourns for the police. The riots may have been a way for some individuals to, what they consider, express their anger and frustration, but in the end, they only serve to further harm their community. They did not bring justice for the young man who had been killed, and they did not solve the underlying issues of racial injustice and police brutality, if that is truly what they are fighting for. Instead, they left a trail of destruction and hurt in their wake. It's important to remember that peaceful protests are legal and protected under the First Amendment, but riots are not. When riots occur, it's not just the people involved in the riot, but the entire community and the nation that suffers. The violence and destruction caused by riots can lead to economic harm infrastructure damage, and can also damage the relationships between the community and the police as, as we've seen. It can also detract from the message that peaceful protesters are trying to send, making it harder for the public to understand and support their cause. I'm confident that people will bring up January 6 and try to play what aboutism with this, or some other people might talk about BLM. That's not the point. The point is, no matter what, peaceful protests are what it's all about. And violence is not a form of protest. Period. Full stop. These issues that lead to police shootings and racial injustice are very complex and deeply rooted in larger societal issues. These issues cannot be solved through riots or violence, but instead require a commitment to systemic change and ongoing dialogue from both sides. The community must come together and find ways to peacefully demand justice and make real change. But there is the other side, a side that is often not told. It's not only change in these communities, but somebody needs to help the officers. During riots, police officers are at high risk of injury. The violent and chaotic nature of riots can lead to officers being physically assaulted, hit with projectiles, fireworks, losing fingers, hearing, sight, and exposed to tear gas and other forms of crowd control as they are thrown back at them whether you agree or not. In addition, officers may also be injured while trying to arrest rioters or while responding to incidents of looting and arson. The injuries sustained by officers during riots can range from minor cuts and bruises to more serious injuries, such as broken bones, head injuries, and even death. These injuries can have a significant impact on the health and well being of the officers involved, as well as on their families and communities. Furthermore, the stress of dealing with riots can also have long-term psychological effects on the officers, leading to high rates of post-traumatic stress and other mental health issues. This can make it difficult for officers to return to work and can negatively impact their overall quality of life, let alone the communities that desperately need them. It's important to note that the officers that get injured in riots are not only physically hurt, but also mentally and emotionally. They're also put in a position where they are trying to keep the peace, but also protect themselves and their fellow officers from harm. And unless you've done the job, it's very difficult to understand. Police officers are at an increased risk of suicide and mental health issues due to the nature of their work. They are exposed to high levels of stress and trauma on a regular basis, including dealing with violence, death, and the traumatic events. This can lead to conditions such as depression and anxiety, and like I said earlier, PTS. Research has shown that police officers have a higher rate of suicide compared to the general population. The suicide rate among police officers is estimated to be 17 per 100,000, which is higher than the national average of 13 per 100,000 for the general population. The factors that contribute to the high rate of police suicide include the following, exposure to traumatic events on a regular basis, Lack of support and resources for mental health and well-being, stigmas associated with seeking help for mental health issues, high-pressure and high-stress work environments, long working hours in shift work, let alone the equipment that the officers have to maintain and the overall cost and work that that takes is a job in itself. These conditions can lead to a range of negative outcomes, including difficulty sleeping, problems with concentration, and increased risk of alcohol and substance abuse. Respecting the police is important for maintaining a safe and orderly society. Police officers play a vital role in maintaining law and order, protecting citizens, and keeping communities safe. They are often called upon to make difficult and sometimes, often, dangerous decisions in order to keep the peace and protect the public. Respecting police officers means recognizing the difficulty and often dangerous work that they do, and being grateful for their service and understanding the ebbs and flows of their routine. It also means treating them with dignity and courtesy and being willing to listen to their perspectives and understand the challenges. When citizens respect the police, it helps to build trust and cooperation between the community and law enforcement. And this can lead to a safer and more just society where everyone feels protected and respected except for those that don't, because no matter what we do or what we say or how much training is involved or how much we get involved into the inner cities or places where crime isn't as common, there's still going to be travesty. There's still going to be mistakes, and nothing will stop that. It's important to note that respecting police does not mean blindly accepting or condoning all actions taken by them It means acknowledging the difficulty and dangerous work they do and having a willingness to work together to address issues when they arise versus making it even harder. Moreover, it is important to know that every story has two sides. Different perspectives and experiences can lead to different versions of the same event. This is especially true when it comes to controversial or emotional charged issues such as police shootings, riots, or police misconduct. It's important to consider and understand multiple perspectives in order to gain a complete and accurate understanding of a situation. This can help to prevent misunderstandings and promote constructive dialogue. Too often we receive partial truths and only highly reactive parts of one story. We make our judgments and we assume that we know the answers when we don't and couldn't possibly. Tonight, there are cities all over the country awaiting riots that are almost certainly going to happen. The question is, to what end? Surely the people rioting understand that it will just increase tensions and danger, and the police also understand that the ones trying to do their job are often impacted the hardest by those that don't. The thing we need less of is not the impartial truths, but impartial patience and understanding. That is commonly replaced with anger and downright loathing. America will not be a better place tomorrow until we address our outcomes, our initiatives, and our own personal ownership on the results today. Not that my voice means anything. I encourage that people start dialogue. Writing is never the answer. I have a feeling it'll fall on deaf ears. folks. If you enjoyed the show tonight, please do me a favor, like, share, and subscribe at the dumb show, as you can see in the corner, or you can stop by thedumshow.com. You can give pick up some shirts, some hats, some amazing coffee from Minuteman Coffee. And also, my buddies, if you would not mind, stop over at pfcflags.com. They make the beautiful wooden flag behind me, all made in the United States. they are works of art. Katie and Jason work out of their garage. They are a local mom and pop store. You gotta give them a shot. They're amazing. You get a free desktop flag, which you can see all the way behind me little small one that comes with any small plus size flag that you buy. Folks, thanks so much for watching tonight. Remember, I'll be on at 830 tonight. You can see me there and I will go out like I always do with a veteran crisis hotline. Also for first responders, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1-22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. Please do me a favor, help share the message and get this out. TBI, PTS, anxiety, depression, all very real. And it starts with a conversation. In the military, we need swim buddies and battle buddies. And right now, Veterans need anybody, and that anybody is you. If you could reach out, reach out to me if you have a problem getting the veteran to dial this phone number. Remember, you can also make an anonymous call, provide the veteran's name and number, and they will call back. It's free of charge. It'll never be reported to their duty station. And last but not least, if you are a civilian, you don't have to be a veteran. All you have to do is call, and they will answer the bell. Folks, thanks so much. Once again, stop by thedumbshow.com and I will see you tonight live or Monday with another recorded show. Good night and God bless.